0: Hey, I still don't have headphones, so I can't hear anything because I'm too lazy to pull the uh, the cord out of my kid's backpack where we had it from Florida. But I think I got the music time kind of right. I feel good about it. I feel like fitting it. Your earmuffs, your earphones are loud enough where I can kind of hear the music. Yeah, I, I have special ears. Yeah, I use special ears. Special, especially they're so they're so little. They're like yeah. they got very good ears. I do have very cute ears. They're very good. Thanks I'm lucky. I also have very good. Like my ears are like they're, they're pinned back nicely. It's a good it's a good ear day. Oh my god, we missed last week. Some issues, but you know, we're back, full force, next to each other. It's weird, it's good. It's all good. It's been a long two weeks. Lots of stuff's come out. Lots of stuff's come out, a lot of stuff has been done. What are we talking about today?
1: So this week we are going to talk about Obi-Wan, who just hit Disney+. Plus. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is on streaming, and my gosh, it is so amazing. We got some thoughts on that. New helicopters, first out in 14 years. Uh, just recently dropped, and, and that's Hela, Hella H E L L A Copters, and Chippendale
0: Rescue Ranger on Disney Plus. Oh, say that once again slowly. Let Chip- everybody know what we're talking about.
1: Chippendale's Rescue
0: Rangers. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I'm excited about this. I'm excited to talk about this. I uh, I gotta fade the rest of the music out. You gotta give me a cocktail because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna plow through this show. I feel it. I got all the Georgia energy. You are you
1: like Georgia mania run wild. I just
0: came back from kindergarten orientation. All right, let me get through the cocktail first.
1: (laughs) So in honor of Obi Wan taking place, many parts of it in a desert. I went with a cactus cooler. It's uh it's a drop shot. So what it is is you are gonna fill a shot glass with mandarin vodka and peach schnapps. You're gonna fill a pint glass halfway with an energy drink preferably something in a citrusy or summery flavor, and a splash of orange juice, and then you drop a shot inside, slug it back, and let it cool you
0: down and make your heart rate go up the cactus cooler. Wow, that's awesome. I had a—where was I at this week where I had a painkiller? I went to— Ooh, lucky you. Yeah, I went to—oh, we were in Asbury Park. Uh, I went to um, I went to a concert. Yeah, I went to a concert, my third concert since COVID started. Was the Hideaway still there? Uh, I, no, Hideaway, uh, Little Buddy's Hideaway is gone. We actually oh, thought about it. I looked fuck. it up. It didn't survive. It literally died like a week after pandemic started. Like, I looked up some things. It has been closed for a while. Uh, you know, it sucks. We lost Tiki Bar there. That place was a R.I.P. little bit. of Buddy. That was in the wrong spot. But it was a good place, and I'm glad we got to go once.
1: I went uh, several times, and I'll tell you, it might have been better on the boardwalk.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was just so weird. We're playing we're talking about a tiki bar that's in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I um this okay, so I went to the first concert I actually enjoyed since uh COVID started, ended. Uh went and saw uh the Coughing Cats and Reverend Horn Heat. Awesome show. And I went to the Asbury Lanes. Oh my god, what'd you think? Did I you've been. You went to see uh Frankie Arrow there, right?
1: I've seen several shows there, yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Uh it was surreal.
1: Pre pandemic. I was loving it.
0: It was surreal. There. What was really funny was that um the Coffin Cats and even though I think the Swindos were like reaching out to me to be like, hey, are you going? The Coffin Cats were like, are we allowed to play there? Like, is that like, is it cool that we're playing at this Asbury Lanes? And uh, uh, I was like, you know, you know, this is different where I need to go see it. Like, obviously I'm a big fan of the original Asbury Lanes. I understand the, um, the, uh, what's the word for it? The, the odds uh, that came with, uh, the transition of power and the changes. And, you know, I've always been more of the fan of the fact that we need good venues, uh, more than, you know, I'm going to about what's, you know, the behind the scenes going on with them. Just having a punk rock venue is awesome. It's crazy though. I mean, let's be real. The Asbury Lanes changed hands got stripped down turned into this new venue that's attached to the Asbury Hotel and they've been doing rock like they've been more like a toad the wet sprocket type of location yeah. and they've been a punk rock location or just more of a modern rock it's been a little bit more they were going that that angle of music so what i found <laughs> out the coffin cats who are like a staple of the old asbury lanes were playing with reverend horn heat like I have to go. Like there's no way around it. We haven't seen the coffin cats in ages. I oh think yeah. Since we saw them at like the Knitting Factory or somewhere in New York, I remember I went with you ages ago, and uh, they uh, they were there. I got to see them. They're doing great. Uh, they all you know like half of them have kids. It's weird. And uh, a lot of stuff changes. lot of stuff changes during the blip, and uh, they played so well it was like i've never seen i've seen the coffee cats a million times one of the best performances i've seen but god the venue like the sound and yeah. the lighting they have they have i mean i i have photos i need to post somewhere where i'm not going to get yelled at and shamed by people for going but oh, fuck like them. like the level of i mean they cut, look they took a lot of the soul out let's put it, you know they made it very there is a lot of concrete wallage but but it still looks like it if you squint, it actually looks like the Asbury lanes. I love that they kept the original floors for like the show area. Yeah. I love that they still have six lanes. I bet you that's more lanes that probably were in the original one when they put the stage in the middle.
1: Or active and open, yeah. They were
0: active and open. Um but the sound and lighting. We forgot our earplugs. I was really regretting it. I was trying to find a walgreens, couldn't find one. That sound in there is tuned so well. You can stand in front of the stage and no pain at all nothing yeah. it's insane the lighting the rear lighting the fucking lasers and shit behind the stage to make the band pop i was like i sent you photos from an iphone yeah iphone that looked as good as anything i take professionally because the lighting was so flawless in there
1: you know like i get it you're, you're still upset about whatever happened because at this point it's almost a decade No, ago.
0: no 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 it's been five years i think that's and open. the blip and the blip kind of messed things up. It might have been left. they closed five years ago but I think two years took to renovate and then the blip happened so it barely opened
1: still but like it happened that's life goes on yes and like I would never shame a band for playing a venue because like we need good venues we need venues that are open that people will want to go to and spend their money so bands can keep on touring and also like again you may feel like it's a part of your life and I get that but you don't own the place it's not. You you could only you could only be so upset about something that you don't actually own, and I that know, it's just I that know. you would have eventually grown out of. I,
0: I, I get it, I get it, and look, it sucks. Look, it, it. I walked in the first thing I did was go in the bathroom, and I was sending Tony Squindo uh, photos of every bathroom, like fifty oh, yeah. bathroom shots. I'm like, look, they have Dyson hand cleaners. Like, look, but they're still in the same spot. Like, the bathrooms are still yeah. in the same location, but there's six. Toilet stalls for like
1: like urinals. Oh no, it's it's wildly different. I mean, that's all I'm saying. It's like it's okay to feel that way, but don't shit on someone else's sunshine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I love it. I mean, the old one, old place was fucking awesome. The old place, like you, the the real shame of it all is you're not gonna ever find a vibe like that again. Yes. You know, because you can't create. You can't just create and mimic that vibe. Like that that vibe was like lived in. Like that, you know, you're like living in the pockets of the place. There's There's such an energy to it that comes from the community that goes there and from the bands that play there and the experiences that happen. They're like, you can't replicate it. And I'm honestly glad that they didn't try. They just went in a different direction, like, we're going to clean this place up. We're going to make sure that the diner part of it is banging and has banging food. We're going to make sure it has six lanes. We are going to make sure that this is like a premium concert experience where we're gonna get national acts and and also not national acts to play in a place that you're gonna like, when you're like, hey, you want to come see my band? Everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, I would love to go get some tater tots and like hear a good sounding band. Like, do you know what blew my mind? That they finally put the stage where it should have went all along. Well,
0: there's that. That was amazing. And how much room there was on that side area that we never went behind the double doors. That was always warned by Jen. Like what's behind the double doors? You don't ever want to go no. there. That's probably where all the asbestos was. But how much ceiling there was above the drop.
1: I never would have imagined. I, like
0: I couldn't believe how tall the ceiling is. What well, now that there's no drop ceiling there? It's just it's mind-boggling. That blew me away more than anything else. Um, but other than the sound, and again, uh, the coffee cats. I've never seen them sound that good. I told them that too. I'm like amazing sound system and um, and they need it because you have a voice like Vic Victor is, is just like he needs yeah. that he needs a good sound system you need that especially when it's one guitar and it's one upright bass like you need that, that quality sound and it is so well done Reverend Hornheat I was a little look I gotta be honest I was a little concerned I was worried the crowd might be a little MAGA Like, for, you know, if you don't know, Reverend Hornheat was the last band. They were with news coverage. They were basically being sued because they refused to stop performing when the shutdown happened. Like, they were publicly like, we will play until we die or there's no place left to play. And I believe there was just, like, a national, like, shutdown where no venues were open. But they were – so I was a little worried about what the crowd would be like. I also thought there'd be no one there. I thought there'd be, like, 50 people there, tops, because – the world's still weird. It's Moral Day weekend. It's gorgeous out. Like, are, is anyone really gonna show up? Nope. The place was packed. Awesome. And Reverend Horn, he was great. I should not have just assume that they're from Texas. That it's gonna be like a weird, weird crowd. No, it's Jersey. It was awesome. I highly recommend it. I recommend the Asbury Lanes. I actually, uh, I, I thought uh, if I, I now really want to go see the dwarves and queers there, because. If shit, I don't think I've ever seen the dwarves and queers in a venue where the sound system's that good. Like that, that's probably gonna sound amazing. I
1: mean, the last time you saw him at Asbury, you saw him at the the uh, Stone, Stone Pony. Pony?
0: Right? Stone Pony. Last time I think I saw him was with you.
1: Yeah, well, you saw you saw him in Stone Pony, then you saw him with me at the Kingsland. Yeah,
0: and that that one, the sound system was you know Assassin's it was pretty was horrible,
1: garbage. But it was an awesome show. Yeah. Until that like big sweaty dude put his dirty ass sweaty shirt. In Barg's face, and I get, it. I get why he walked that night.
0: I would, yeah, I would not have done yeah. that. And at least myself. we got most of a set. We got like an hour or so set yeah. before he walked. What and, are they playing? Uh, I have, on a Monday soon. Uh, it's this soon, like June, and yes, it's the weekend, the Monday after the they might be Giant show. So I think it's like in a week or two.
1: Yeah, I probably won't be able to get to that, but uh, uh, I would.
0: It's the weekend of. Uh, uh it's the weekend of Gabe's birthday.
1: Oh, it's a big
0: weekend. Um, And he still does not know we're taking him to the Cartoon Network Hotel the week afterwards. Oh, I thought you
1: were going to say you were going to take him to see no, the dwarves because that no, would be like. No,
0: a- no. That would be, I mean, if that's his first concert, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, let's talk about something even crazier Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep. The show. Is it called Obi Wan? Does it have a real name? I don't know what it's called. It's the Obi Wan show on I Disney Plus. It's called Obi Wan Kenobi. We're three episodes in. They dropped two the same day. I don't even think they need to drop two because that first episode was solid. Uh, This is a very polarizing, basically because the Star Wars universe is uh, now—half of it, I think, is total garbage. Like, people, fan base-wise. Yeah. Like, I think the the, the Star Wars fan base— I don't remember. Maybe because it didn't really exist between you know, between the, the prequels and the current incarnation. It kind of went dormant for a while. So I didn't realize, as I was becoming a big Star Wars fan, I didn't realize that there was a, a Star Wars, I'm calling it the Star Wars universe, like it's wrestling, but you know what I mean. But like, with the advent of Twitter and like The Last Jedi, like half the Star Wars fan base is like people like I hate. Yeah. It might even be more than that. So... Let's put aside all the bullshit that's been happening on Twitter, the fucking race baiting, the racism... The, 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 like, just like the stupid shit that I, I'm sorry, but if, like, you're concerned that there's a black actress in a lead position in a Star Wars thing, you can go fuck yourself. Or picking
1: on a little girl, like, like a little child.
0: Yeah, more people are attacking the, the black actress. I don't know her name, but. The, oh, the little, I tapped.
1: I tapped. So when I, when I was seeing it, they were attacking the, the little girl. Really? She's fantastic. And then Princess. I was like, I can't. I, yeah. I need to get off Twitter. So, so we're can't. not
0: going to be negative on this. I mean, other than honest feelings, but uh, this is a. Uh, this is kind of, I don't want to call it a sequel. It's like a sequel to Clone Wars. It's literally a continuation of the storyline after Revenge of the Sith. I think it's like a, a couple years later, right? Or a year or two later. Or is it right afterwards? It's soon after the final prequel. And Obi-Wan... Okay, I can tell you when it is. Yeah.
1: So don't, it's, it's, don't. After, it's after Return of the Sith. And it is at the end of... It's at the end of the Clone Wars before... Rebels. It, before Rebels, uh, because by the time Rebels happens, I think Princess Leia is like 16. And then at the end of Rebels is when Obi-Wan has that showdown. And then that leads directly into... Uh, a new
0: hope. Yeah, we need the nerd button right now, but uh, I love having you as my sidekick. I'm
1: just—it's—it's it's a lot of
0: math, man. It's so much math, and it's all out of order, and it, it's—that's <laughs> the biggest pain in the ass. Yes, and that's what is doing the disservice to the Star Wars universe. But they're trying. They're trying. This also was created largely to retcon a lot of the stuff from like the the you know the the prequels that kind of did make sense. A and, new and hope too, a little bit. uh But it tells the story of what happened to Obi Wan Kenobi. A little bit of Yoda. You always wonder, like. After the prequels, why the fuck did, like, oh, the Jedi is lost? Why the fuck did Yoda just go to live in a swamp and Obi Wan just went to live on, like, in, like, Tatooine? It made no sense. Yeah. Like, it really made no sense that these parable human beings who were there to save people and bring hope and peace just gave up up after the prequels and that bothered me like it's always bothered me a little bit it's made no sense and that's where i think like george lucas just like fucked up a little bit in his writing and they're kind of retconning a little bit this is what happened to obi-wan kenobi before he became a hermit and how princess leia came to know him because clearly in new hope she's like help me obi-wan kenobi you're our only hope exactly like she clearly was aware of who he was so this is the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi coming, finding out and coming to terms that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. None of this is really spoiling anything because, come on, you've <laughs> seen it all. You, you really know. All right, real quick. Sure. So,
1: Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So, so, this is how it goes. Uh, Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, The Bad Batch, Solo with Star Wars story, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Star Wars Rebels. And that would put you right before a Rogue One.
0: Okay. Okay. So... Um, I think they brought obviously they brought you and McGregor back in this. Uh you have Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, though I don't quite understand how Hayden Christensen is Darth Vader because they do one hell of a great James Earl Jones impression in this. Like we've got to hear his voice without like where's you and where's Hayden Christensen? I'm sure they're gonna
1: let him talk at some and point. Allison
0: thinks they're modulating Hayden Christensen's voice. Or but they're just
1: gonna do a flashback.
0: Allison thinks they're modulating his voice in the Darth Vader helmet. They probably are, but it sounds so much like James Earl Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's not obviously. I think James he's Earl very Jones sick. at this on it's, like, it's so it's quite, weird, but you get to see what you've always wanted to see, which is basically the the Empire hunting down the last Jedi's, and in this case, Obi Wan. It's and it's you know leading up to a show a showdown with uh, Darth Vader, which may or not happen in the third episode. I think it is great. There is the Inquisitor storyline, which I didn't know much about them. I assume they are a thing in, like, I don't know, the comic books. Like, I don't know who the Inquisitors are. You have, From what I know of what you're watching, you haven't hit them yet. In the Clone Wars. Yes. So they come to Clone So these are Jedi hunters, and they look like Darth Vader. I assume they are of, like, that sort of, like, groom- Like I guess, like, Darth Vader's an Inquisitor yeah. at some point he's before just, it becomes. his squad. His yeah, bodies. and they're, like, he's badass Darth Vader-looking dudes, and there's the third sister, who is uh, the most badass of these badass Jedi hunters. And that's where there is some... Look, the only thing I will say is I wish they had done her up, and maybe there's a reason, I don't know a lot of the story, I wish they'd done her up to look a little more fucked up like them. Like, it's kind of weird that she has perfect hair and looks totally normal, and the rest of the Inquisitors all are, like, weird-looking.
1: Yeah, but I mean... If you look at the very beginning of the first episode, I think she was one of the younglings that escaped. That was a more, I, I, honestly, dude. I'm, I love Star Wars so much. I don't even know if the people who are human are
0: technically human. I don't even know if there's one of them's a, green, so I assume one of them's an alien.
1: Yeah, but no, but I mean, just just humanoid. in general, I, I don't a humanoid. So she's she's more of a humanoid, and like, I just like want to be like, hey, if you are a Star Wars fan and you hate this, just admit that you don't like black people. And just call it, just, just, oh, oh, your world will open up if you can just admit it. You Do you will, know what
0: their response will be? be? free. You know what their response be free. will be? I'm a big to Lando. An asshole. I'm a Lando fan. That's what their answer's going to be. But I love Lando Calrissian.
1: Oh, it's like, it's just such, like, mental hoops, these these fans, air quotes, are having to jump through, to you know, be like, Lando's okay, but not this one. Like, fuck off. It's, all of you.
0: It's, it's, it's so weird. And look, you know, I get it. We've talked about when people try to shoehorn um, you know, gentrification of that's not the right word for you know when they, they try to shoehorn diversity, multi- diversity and stuff, yeah. you can see it. Netflix does it very poorly. Other HBO does it very well. Disney's always done it very well. This is not a case of that. Like it isn't. It isn't. They got a great actress to play a role. She's awesome. She's badass. She's you know hunting down Obi Wan Kenobi, and I'm here for it. And I don't care what color she is.
1: I I love it. And also I love the little, the new little Leia.
0: Little Leia, who, by the way, I've had arguments with my wife about it. She plays a 10-year-old. She actually, she looks like she's six. She actually was eight when she made this. I figured. I don't know. I, know, I think they're trying to time it with the storyline. But great actress. Great. Great actress. I mean, no point do I get annoyed. She is not Anakin Skywalker, baby. No.
1: And also, I feel terrible for that kid because he, he had it real rough growing up having been Anakin Skywalker because of the toxic Star Wars fans just... Bullied him to a very dark place in his life, so that's why it's like it's it's easy to forget that there are people behind these projects and like that are human people with feelings and like maybe calm your tits a little bit, guys, and just put the keyboards away, go get some fresh air.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'm enjoying it. We're three episodes in. I've got to review it now because people are reading. I wanted to do this review this episode instead of afterwards because I wanted people not to get. She's swerved away by what they're seeing on the internet because there is a lot of hate and negativity. Yeah, And it, look, from a Star Wars fan perspective, and I, you're definitely a hard more hardcore fan than I am, uh, I feel that this is a very entertaining, very great, good show. I love that it's on Wednesdays again. I love that. Um, no, I love that. it Was on Friday, the first day. I actually prefer the Fridays. I like looking forward to something on Friday night because I have no friends. So it is, it is, it is always nice to have it on Friday. Wednesdays, I'm a little more stressed out because of work. It's true. But um, again, three episodes out now. The third episode was bonkers. Some amazing lightsaber action. Uh, a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. Uh, Celebration was last week. Yeah. I watched a lot of it. I watched some of it. Yeah. I watched a lot of it. If you can go see it. Definitely see Gus Fringe from Breaking Bad. Uh, the I'm blanking on his uh, G- Don Corella I'm blanking on his name right now. I just want to say Jinkarrelli. Uh, but D- Gus Fringe yeah, from Grace, from yeah. from, Bra- from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. He is uh, on. A, they interview him. I've never seen someone so full of life and happiness and joy to be part of this universe. Of course. Ever. I love that. I love seeing the girl who plays uh, Ahsoka Tan. Uh the the blonde girl uh, not, Ashley Jackson. Oh my god. Though I think she's like got a little bit of crazy behind those eyes. Did you see anything so with her? Did you see anything with her? Uh no. But I've I've seen I mean I've seen Have her. Have you heard? Like, like she basically like, got up on stage and she just started crying and like, they started asking her like have you met uh what's her name? Corey Booker's wife. Rosario Dawson. And she's like, no, they haven't even called me. Like it just got really weird and real with her. Definitely go hunt that interview down. Well,
1: she wanted to be Ahsoka Tano in the live action. Because she's been Ahsoka Tano I know, in everything for so I know, many years.
0: But it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked. They would have had to make her, they would have had to like black her face or brown face. I mean, her.
1: I, I don't, I don't even know, but I, I just think it's, she said in interviews in the past, they kind of never really, they kind of like blew her off when she'd like try to talk to them about it.
0: Rosario Dawson, though, fits the part really well. She this, looks just like Rosario her. Sasha Banks would have done really well, too, I think, but they went a different route with her. See,
1: uh, and that's, I, I, when I heard Sasha Banks was going to be, I thought be her thought she too. Was so katana, yeah. Because again,
0: that's the skin color. I mean, you're trying to, if you're doing her the way, you know, you should be doing it, she's going to look more like that than a very blonde one white
1: girl yeah we should they just would have painted orange i think i
0: know i know i just you you're you're playing with you're playing with fire when you start painting people yeah who aren't blue or green
1: it's tough though because she she did you know really make that character what
0: it is like the, the- we'll talk about clone Wars when i'm done with clone okay Wars. fine i'm almost through season three but yeah she start crying on stage she got it got really weird it got really weird that's when twitter blew up too but not in a bad way it was just more of a like It was more Rosario Dawson hate, and they should have made her. You know what I mean.
1: But, yo, dude, just enjoy the shows. Fickle. Stop being fickle. Just enjoy the fucking. I don't know
0: where I was even going with Celebration other than, like, it is a very good time to be a Star Wars fan. I
1: think, well, you know, I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm, like, at a very, like, zen place in my life at this point. I'm just like, yo, if you don't like something, just fuck off and watch something else because there's plenty of other content. Like, don't shit in someone else's cereal because they didn't. Fantasy book it the way that you fantasy booked it. Like, if you don't like it, go write. Try to break into Hollywood and write your own goddamn stories. The
0: only place that doesn't work... Pro wrestling fans, because uh, your options are limited, and you can't just become a pro wrestler.
1: Yeah, but the fantasy booking is like half the fun of being a pro wrestler. The only fan.
0: thing about pro wrestling right now that's driving me nuts is just like the straight-up AEW versus WWE hate. I've ne- oh, You know what? It's hard to remember, because internet didn't really exist no. back then. But the WCW versus WWE hate was real. However, I clearly remember, as a huge Northeast WWE fan, recording every episode of, of WCW. I'd watched the first hour. Yep. And then I would record the following two hours because it aired against WWE Raw, and I wanted to watch that live. But I did watch it, so I had a respect for WCW. I love WCW. Um, and obviously I love DCW. There was room in my head for all the wrestling. Nowadays yeah. there is this like vicious hatred. And I'm like, ah, I'll tell you guys this, I'm never going to hate Vince McMahon. Like, no. He is my childhood. Like That is what I grew up with. That is what I loved. Like I will never hate the WWE. Even when the booking is bad, I know he's there to entertain us and create a new generation of this. I love AEW right now because it's something different something new. I think their owner might need to step back from creative control a little bit. Maybe get some writers and some uh, people writing the show. But I love it. I think it's something different. I love the wrestlers. I love MJF. I love CM Punk. I love Daniel Bryan. I love Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So I am like, that just means more wrestling for me to watch. I'm very curious to see if Bray Wyatt's going to show up at at Hell in a Cell. And guess what? I think WWE is the right place for him.
1: I think it's the only place for him. And honestly, man, like I'm loving watching wrestling again. It's great. Like My my DCC game got moved to Monday night, so on Wednesday after work, I pop on AEW and I just... Enjoy watching wrestling, and I
0: watch I watch SmackDown on Fridays too, and to Rampage because I can. And Gabe loves wrestling, so yeah. it's it's. And I know I won't have someone cracked over the head and cut open. Notice that all your dad friends now are all like being weirded out by blood. Yeah, like, well,
1: I mean, it's different when you're. It's so it hits so different that could also bleed. It's
0: so it hits so different. When you have a kid and you don't know how to explain to them who you've been telling, and I've been, you know, I've been very yeah. vocal with Gabe since he was a baby that wrestling is fake. He knows how to throw a work punch, he knows how to throw a work kick because I've showed him that it is re- not real. Like he knows wrestling is, I'm not gonna explain, pre, don't get on me with yeah, 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 yeah. predetermined or not. Yes, I know you get hurt in wrestling, but. I don't want him to punch me in the face. Or uh, he knows how to do a worked headbutt. Ask him to give you a headbutt before you leave. Okay. But, like, blading, I have a hard time explaining the blading.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because...
0: I don't want to lie to him.
1: Because All right, here's the thing. They don't bleed a little. They bleed a lot. They Bleed a lot. Like they bleed like so much, and like yes, blood a little, a little blood is always is really a lot of blood. But this is a, it's like buckets of blood.
0: Which is why, uh, never spoil dynamite for me because I'm always watching on a delay because I need to fast forward through blood matches. Yeah, I get it. So like I will. That's <coughs> like half. I matches. always I always start at nine because like I have to. They've been a little better lately with it. Oh, uh, Mox the
1: other night was just.
0: Spoiled. I fast forward through that. It's uh, like. Yeah, I can, I got to be careful. You know, I got to be a little I don't want to again, I don't think he's not going to be offended. He's not going to be freaked out. I just don't want him to think that bleeding in wrestling is normal. So,
1: you know, back when all this started with a, with AEW and they're going to be like the wrestling company, I was like and I think I speak for a lot of people who were like, "Yeah, this is going to be great. Like finally we can see some, like we see some blood again when we need to see blood." And I and I think that was the intention was like, "Okay, well, if it's a cage match, there will be blood or like every once in a while there will be blood." But then, like, once uh, uh, Dustin and Cole, uh, Cody Kobe. had that match, where literally the entire, like, it looked like the brood entrance by the end of the, the match. I was like, okay, that's a lot of blood. I'm like, okay, but you know what? That was for that very specific thing. And then, like, a week later, someone else is bleeding. And then a week after that, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of blood.
0: So, what I realized was. <clears throat> what I realized was I have no problem if there's a hard way, accidental blood, you know, like Samoa Joe versus whoever in NXT, they should never stop that match for that long and just clean up a little bit of blood on Samoa Joe's head. Like, that type of stuff, I'm fine. Like, that happens, and that's where, like, I'm okay with that happening. It's something special. I What I've realized, I don't like blading. Like, I, I just think that's kind of corny. Like, I, I don't need to see that, like... I just don't need to see that. The whole blading thing and just the fact that you're bleeding that much. Even in real fights you don't bleed that much. You know
1: what, man? I don't mind blading. I just wish they were better at it. Because yeah, I think man. in the end of the day, we've seen people blade before and there's a finite amount of blood and and they blade in the right way so it bleeds Sean Michaels cool. always do it
0: did it well. But like so these dudes are just terrible at blading. No, they're just I don't know what they're hitting, what arteries they're hitting, but it's a little <laughs> too much.
1: Like if you were if you were bleeding on TNT because you're or TBS because you're blading, and the amount of blood that you are shedding is more than a GCW match, then you're fucking doing it wrong.
0: Uh, something, yeah, I I don't know what to say there, but Obi Wan Kenobi,
1: I, I recommend it. I love Definitely it. Definitely check it out. I'm so pleased with all the TV programs I have to watch now. Uh, also, we are not talking about Stranger Things until it actually. Yeah, finishes. I,
0: we had a we had a little bit of a tiff before it's not this. A tiff,
1: I got called into a meeting. And I, look, I I, mean I, leave you on read.
0: I found out ahead of time that Stranger Things was going to like only be a few episodes and then they're going to finish up with two episodes. And it's going to be like a month apart, kind of like Ozarks was, but at least Ozarks, they split down the middle. And I'm just like, and then everybody groaned at the end of like the first bunch. So I'm like, fuck it. I, instead of watching the new season, I'm going to wait till it finishes in a month. We'll review it then and in the meantime I will rewatch the whole thing because there have been so many breaks in Stranger Things and much like Better Call Saul. Right. Like there's such a gap and my ADHD is so bad that like I'm not gonna enjoy watching this if I don't remember what happened last season. <clears throat> so I just started watching from the beginning. I didn't know you were going to be so passionate about reviewing it this week. I think we can oh, wait a couple of I weeks. was,
1: I'm so so excited about it. I will tell you, uh, dear listener, if you haven't checked it out yet, it is not like the previous seasons where the episodes were like 30, 40 minutes, 45 minutes tops, and maybe an hour. Uh, we're looking at every episode is an hour hard uh, and sometimes an hour 15. So the first seven episodes, it is seven hours worth of programming. And then when it comes back – on July 1st, with the final two episodes of Season 4, uh, Episode 8 is an hour and a half. Episode 9, the season finale, is two and a half hours. This is an Avengers movie. That's crazy. And I am fucking ready for it. Oh, man, I am so, like, pumped on this, bro. If you haven't yet, don't waste your time waiting. Just watch it. Enjoy it. There's so much good stuff happening in this That was season. shade.
0: That was shade. I'm look. I don't want to spend a segment right now where we're just gonna come back in three weeks and I gotta do the fucking I thumbnail know. again of the same show we just reviewed Breaking your chops um instead I want to talk about um everything everywhere all, all at once yeah dude I'm I'm kind of bummed we' didn't meet up last week because I had way more feelings about this last week than I do this week Holy shit what a mind fuck. This is uh, an A24 movie made by who? Who's the guy who made this? I'm blanking right now. I'm blanking, too. I, is, I had it
1: last it, week, but I couldn't make
0: it. I think it's a Chinese-American movie. Uh, and it's actually, were you okay with the dubs on this? Because, like, like you had to read subtitles on this movie.
1: Well, the dubs were only in, like, a couple different parts. Uh, For the most part, it was in yes, English. Yes, but
0: it was actually, no, a lot of it was in, like, the like my dad. We call it Greekish. I don't know what the Chinese version is, but, like, when they, like, split... Like they just throw English words into like the. Right. Well.
1: So the director was Dan Kwan. Yep. And uh, it was Dan Kwan and the some other dude I think. Daniel shineart Yep. Um, it is about a Chinese, an aging Chinese immigrant, uh, swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. It's a time travel. It's, it's it's it was sold it's... to me as a time travel story. But it's more of a a multiversal story than time travel.
0: I think they're trying to say time travel to get you away from the fact that it came out at the exact same time as a certain other multiverse movie. This is a non-horror version of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness.
1: It's amazing. So it stars uh, Michelle Yeoh and Kihu hoo Kwan, who many people remember as Data from the Goonies. Yes! Finally returning to acting. And my God, babe Jesus, please give him a Best Supporting Actor for this one. Like, every, everyone earns it. Anyone who, deser- anyone who could possibly get an award for this movie should get whatever award they can because everyone in the cast deserves it. James Hong, who, like, I don't know, made a billion movies, finally got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, was great in this. Jamie Lee Curtis was in this.
0: I didn't even know it was Jamie Lee Curtis until the end when I looked up IMDb for some reason. Yeah, It is, look, this is a multiverse movie uh, that is definitely more of a slow burn than a Doctor Strange. Uh, the action sequences here when they happen also come with a lot of thought-provoking exposition like it's 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 definitely a diff, it's a movie you can't be tired when you watch no because it's two and a half hours long
1: it's about generational trauma yes uh, uh and generational trauma with an immigrant family and it's broken up into essentially three parts everything everywhere all at once
0: Oh, uh, speaking of generational trauma i have to remember to call my dad back later i remind you he needs me to fix something because that's all i do uh-huh. is fix his stuff. And he thinks I can do tech support over the phone when he's got, like, probably spilled coffee on his keyboard, which is probably why it doesn't work. Um But, no, this situation was definitely a lot worse. Obviously, in cultures where, like, children are to be seen, not heard – and, and you know, do great or else they're failures or marry well or be failures. Right. This definitely has a lot more tied into the Chinese culture. Um, it I think it's fantastic. I think the a- acting is amazing. Um, I thought it was a little long. The ending dragged a little bit. I felt the, the the very final scenes just had a lot to unpack. And it was a little bit challenging to get through them. But once I did, I'm like, I just saw a great movie I do wonder if it was just like taken down just a little bit, if it would have been a little bit more digestible for normal people.
1: It's a very existential movie.
0: That's it. That's the word I was looking for.
1: And I think that making a movie about existentialism in a lot of ways is not easy to do. And I thought that the cast of this movie did it absolutely well. Um, one person I, I want to shout out, uh, uh, Stephanie Hugh, um, uh, she, I was I just recently saw her in, like, Kimmy Schmidt a couple years back. I saw her in uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. And, like, when she pops up in this, she is, like, the breakout star of this movie. It is such a fantastic... I don't not call it a movie. It's a film. It's it's legitimately yes. like a film. And it's, you know, back when <clears throat> we were talking about Doctor Strange being you know, on, like, every screen. Like, yeah, a film like this kind of takes a back seat. But, man, like, I know that people were going to see it in the indie movie theaters. And I know that, like... This really is more of a, you know, not, it's not a popcorn movie. It's a very like, well written, well acted, like lots of like ass kicking in this movie. Lots of fighting, fight choreography is outstanding in this movie. You know, the characterizations are outstanding in this movie. And it looks great.
0: There is, there's a lot of things you have to pay attention to. Like, the, it's not as easy to understand the multiverse and how the multiverse works in this one. They they do explain it, but it does have little gimmicks, like the fact that you have to like do something to trigger a uh, transportation teleportation into another universe. You have to do something that you wouldn't normally do. By that I mean like eat hair or like like. It's like, like, it's, punt, like the, it's the shitty so, Matrix.
1: Yeah, it's the shitty Matrix. It's the shitty Matrix, but and, it's a better Matrix movie than the last Matrix movie. So
0: I will say that I felt uh, I got a lot of Matrix vibes from this too. And you're hitting the nail on the head. I actually wanted to mention that, like, it did feel a lot like the first Matrix, especially the office scenes. Yeah, when he's trying when he's trying to get away from like you know the bad guys, like that felt like a lot like this. Um, but again this is true multiverse like she's finding versions of herself and how she turned out in other parts of the world and you're right like the 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 the, the dad what's his data from goonies or whatever his name yep. is uh, also from very much I know him from I know him more from Indiana Jones a short round yeah yes uh I, it just everything about this is wonderful. Wonderfully shot it is an A twenty four movie through and through.
1: It's an A twenty four movie that made seventy seven million dollars yes. worldwide, and it's which di- good for them. And
0: it's a movie that proved that it can be in the movie theaters at the same time as Doctor Strange with an exact similar topic or like you know gimmick. And it still works. Like you still can sell tickets. It's just like if your movie is a B minus movie or a C movie, you're not going to survive in the theaters right now. I'm also glad
1: it made it. This this is one that I think needed to be in theaters, and I think it would have been kind of buried on Netflix, you know, or even on Amazon st- Prime streaming. Like this is this is something that like I know when people left the theater, they, they I had friends who would hit me up and like, yeah, man, this is. This is the stuff. So yeah. cannot recommend this movie enough. I would say this is one of the most highly recommended movies I would ever how many episodes we do now 200?
0: 253.
1: yeah in 253 episodes this was probably gonna be one of my top five recommended movies that I have done since we started doing this show.
0: Easily. Yeah
1: it's it's something special.
0: I would uh, I <laughs> would say it but just with the asterisk you have to really love like sci-fi. And like you you do need to like existential stuff. If you just like superhero popcorn movies, you probably this might not be a movie for you.
1: No, it gets so weird, but it gets weird in all the way. It right gets ways. weird. It gets weird. It gets very yeah.
0: weird. If you're just a person who just doesn't like weird, like I can't recommend it to everybody, but I do feel like I would recommend it to Josh Goldfarb, yeah. but probably not Christine.
1: Like, you know, there's like
0: yeah. pe like there's like I, I there are people I would recommend this to and people I probably wouldn't. But again, I think most of you have to, especially if you like A twenty four or art house movies, or even like, like like movies about Chinese families. Like you know,
1: this, this is one of the best movies that A twenty four has ever done.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Easily, I agree with like that. as far as like a, it's like Hereditary than this. Yeah,
1: that's it. I mean, it, it's it's neck and neck, but they're different. Even though they're different films, it's uh, you know I'm I'm floored by how exceptional this movie was.
0: Uh, I is speaking of which, I have been watching. Speaking of Hereditary, I've been watching The Staircase.
1: Which, is that on HBO, it's on HBO. Oh, okay. They've been doing week
0: to week. And uh, that star is what's her name from Hereditary. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's dead in it, but she's, she's in a lot of flashbacks. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't realize Staircase documentary only went to like a certain point in time, and then they stopped making anything to continue on it. I didn't realize how much story there was from then on that they're doing now as a docudrama. And it is incredible. I think you would love it. Um, especially if you like true crime. I mean, this is it, but it's not a documentary, so you don't have to deal with that part of the true crime thing. You would love it,
1: yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, my my true crime dance card is pretty full these days because uh, what are you watching? I just found the Rockford files on peacock. so I've been I just I'm just finishing season one of the Rockford files on Peacock. So I, that's my uh, Where my crime programs are. Jim Rockford in 1974.
0: (laughs) You finished all your, uh, the Perry Masons.
1: So yeah, I mean, I I go through whatever they have on the server that I'm watching it on. So I did all seven seasons, it was either six or seven seasons of Columba, which are all like hour and a half movies, you know, so many a season. Uh, I did the first five seasons of Murder, she wrote recently, because it only goes up to season five. And I still maintain it's a very satisfying ending if you watch up to, the very end of season five. You could actually just call it a day on the series and just be satisfied with it. Um, I did Columbo, I did Murder, She Wrote, I did Poirot. I did, now I'm, I did Magnum up until whatever season that they had, but pretty much, you know... I, I
0: Magnum's I, not in the same category. I
1: re- well, it's, it's, it is in a lot of ways, but I've rewatched Magnum several times, right, so that's whatever. Uh, and now I'm on Rockford Files, which is the one I've been searching for for a while. Then uh, Peacock.
0: Peacock. So you it, resubscribe it, it, to it, Peacock uh, every time for... I'm, for that, not for WWE.
1: Every time I'm about to cancel my Peacock subscription, I'm like, oh, but wait. This. And you're like, fuck.
0: Do you, do you pay for the $5 version? $5 version. I have All
1: commercials. Right. I don't care. I, listen, I'm watching a TV show that was made in like the 70s. I could watch you commercials. You see,
0: I, did the, uh, I got in on the WWE deal, which got me the uh, $10 plan for $5. So I paid 5 bucks for the no commercials. It's
1: not bad. Oh, and I, and I just recently watched uh, the entire series of Brooklyn Nine-Nine again.
0: You see you're do- so I'm doing Clone Wars and I'm doing Stranger Things right now. Oh and oh Better Call Saul we caught up in real time. So yeah. th- that's where we're at with that and I'm not going to I am not going to f- review Better Call Saul until the show's over. I'm going to play it like Stranger Things, I'm going to wait. It's like, again, it's like a month and a half. I'm like, these are so weird breaks down. But it's better. I appreciate this a lot more than when they used to like wait a year for half a season of Game of Thrones. I can wait a couple months. Yeah, I'm cool with waiting a month. Waiting two months is fine. Let's talk about the helicopters. What do you know about the helicopters?
1: So, the helicopters are a band that I had heard of um, in the early, mid 2000s and then they broke up and I never thought about them again really? Until, and, and no, no shade but it was like one of those things where it's like yeah, you know, there was a lot of things happening around that time a lot of bands out at that time and if it wasn't a band that was like I'm gonna go see this band or like my friends are super into this band like they came and they hit in that like garage rock revival with like the hives and like you know White Stripes and a bunch of other bands the Strokes and that ilk where it's like you know we're garage rock but we're very polished but like you know, when, when you kind of break up when that, that tide is rolling out, like who's to say? So, uh, you mentioned it to me, and I actually thought it was a different band at first because it'd been so long since
0: they'd ever been on my mind. But um, there's a lot of music out. I, 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 anything that basically is a new release, I, we're reviewing.
1: I am so glad uh, we did because I loved this record.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I have been a fan of the helicopters for years. Never seen them live. They seem to only stick to, uh, they're largely mostly in Europe. Uh, they're a Swedish band. I got into them the same time I got into like Turbo Negro, and Electric Frankenstein, the right. Super Suckers. You're right. They're kind of like that, the garage rock wave, but also like the high octane rock and roll era, you know, the Turbo ACs. Like they came up through a lot of that. Uh, they were formed in the 90s though. But again, by the time they got to over here, it was probably a little later. Uh, I thought they were fantastic. I thought they were one of the best rock and roll bands of that genre. I was always upset. I never got to see them. You are playing them right now. I, I was
1: fantastic, trying to like just bring up the That's title. Perfect, of the
0: album. you did a good job. It's okay. Um, this new album by them, though, threw me for a loop because this is not garage rock. This is sounds nothing like what I thought the helicopters would return to sound like. It is almost like, and it's not bad. It's just like adult contemporary, like. But it's not helicopters. I, I mean, <laughs> you're more, look, you're the musician here.
1: So I think you're, I, I want it, I want you to look at it through a different lens. Like yes. Right. So they're Swedish, right? Yes. So every, every Swedish band, even Turbo Negro, right? So they were from Sweden, right? Um, uh, no, they're from Norway. Norway. Still in that, same thing in that area, ABBA, right? Yep. Every one of those, every, every band that would be tuning in for Eurovision is, you know, ABBA is in your veins when you are, born you know and there is like that really pop song craftsmanship even in the punk bands even the garage bands right so what this sounds like is a garage rock band that is influenced by abba uh like of all things in my brain when i listen to them i think a wasp like blackie lawless and wasp from like the 80s uh but also like the faces the uh um t-rex um, Slade, yes, that's a good comparison. Slade, you know, like where it is garage rocky, but it's more of like the seventies, uh, late seventies, early eighties version of what garage rock was looking like, which was more pop oriented but slick for twenty twenty two. And like when I started listening to this, like I was like, this it does, it sounds familiar in all the best ways. Where like you know, it's not being like knocked off of another song, but you know that that's what that person was listening to when they wrote this kind of song so yeah if you look at it through that lens like and it's also i think the the original guitar player came back for this which is like the first album that he's played on since the band started um it's like a stellar record man it's a good rock and roll record you know
0: Uh, i love that they referred to this album as they referred to the sound as like the helicopters today I I thought that was a great way of uh, of comparing. It. This is again, this album's called Eyes of Oblivion, I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh it is their first full length since 2008's Heads Off, Head Off. It is uh definitely more of a, a larger sound. Like it just sounds like almost like an, they're turning to an arena rock band instead of uh you know, like a a, a punk rock trash rock band uh if you're a fan of the old stuff this might not be your cup of tea i have a feeling i need to listen to it again as a non like not thinking of the old helicopters i that i I grew up with in the early 2000s and think of it more as just like just a different beast because sonically i found it to be fantastic i guess i was just expecting something different when i popped it on while i was making dinner
1: and you know it's also being made by like older people now.
0: Yeah, fair, you know, fair.
1: Uh, you know, if you want to talk about like a trash rock band that plays arenas, the Rolling Stones, like if you if you did not have the, the great production of the Rolling Stones and you listen like early Rolling Stones, they're a trash rock band, you know, like, and, and when the Rolling Stones became the Rolling Stones you had the New York Dolls, which were like a trash rock band, but they still had those that vibe to it and like, this is definitely like the evolution of that vibe, but like now, like a billion years later.
0: Speaking of which, next week we have to do the Pistols. Well, I got through, watched the first oh, two episodes. I'll watch that later, yeah. Oh, I think you'll love it. I was not prepared. Speaking of things I was not prepared for, I was not prepared for it to be. Is his name Danny Boyle, the guy who did the Danny Boyle, yeah. Oh, I was not expecting this. To, I mean, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was not expecting it to be so British.
1: Man, Like I tell it, you, I am looking forward to watching it just because I know it makes John Lydon miserable.
0: I, I didn't realize that this was uh, from the perspective of the guitarist, Steve Jones. Yep. Uh, it, so at first I thought the main character was Johnny Lydon. I'm like, oh, I know he had like feathered hair. And uh, it's not. It's, it's from the perspective of the guitar player. And it is really well done. The acting is incredible. Quite a few uh, Game of Thrones people in there. It was quite a few of the kids. Yeah. George and Reed plays uh, the guy who owns uh, the Glad- Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm uh, McLaren. Uh, McLaren, sorry. Gladwell the one who wrote the book. Uh, and also, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maisie Will- Williams is in there, yeah, too. Yeah, I forget she who she She plays she's... the punk. Uh, the, she just died like two weeks ago, the the Queen of Punk or whatever her name oh, is. Oh, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. just went, I think she's like one of those like very famous scene Yeah. But uh, at, like, the, it's just seeing who's in there. And they call everybody by their first name, so you don't even know. It takes you a while to figure out what other famous person this person plays. Yeah, because they're
1: not giving up the gimmick
0: name. Yeah, but it is. And it's also done shot in Pan Scan. And it's done like literally. It almost was like they shot it from old film. It looks so good, but I had to get into the headspace. It took me more than one episode to get into the headspace of I need like subtitles to watch this. Has
1: Dave Anian popped up yet? No, he hasn't. I'm dying to see if they uh, get to play Dave Vanian. No, they had
0: Adam Ant. They had the guy. They had uh, the guys who came out of Ant in the first in the second one. Uh, the band is. uh uh, bubble Joe, Joe, big bubble bubble. Uh, I'm blanking on their name. I forget it. Yeah, but it was one of the. So it is really good. The, the actors are incredible. Um, I'm very. I'm on episode two. We definitely should binge it for next week. I think it's it's pretty short. It's like six forty-five minute episodes. That's and perfect. FX dropped them all at the same time. So on Hulu. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely, we'll check that out. But Rescue Rangers. Oh my God, I loved it. Gabe, in the last few months, has become obsessed with the original Rescue Rangers. The theme song, everything about it. He's been in love with it. When I found out just a couple weeks ago that there was a Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie coming out, I was like, no fucking way. I'm like, it's going to be like DuckTales, where like you know they just kind of reimagined what we loved as kids? Or is it going to be something totally different? No, this is like a sequel. This is a literally like... 20 years later, what's up with Chip and Dale and all their friends? And that's what this is. But they've taken it like the creative liberties they have taken with this movie is insane. Just for the fact that one of the, I don't know if it's Chip or Dale. Instead of like getting plastic surgery in the cartoon world, they get through they get like 3D'd. So yeah, like when you look damn. at like Clone Wars or G.I. Joe Renegades, when yeah. you get that like 3D polish to you or like the newer Transformers, like he got like the surgery, whereas the other one is still 2D flat, which is very jarring to watch for a little while. But um I am not gonna spoil anything because the greatest, greatest guest star on there, people have people said it is just a movie crayon with guest stars, but no, it's not. This is a movie crammed with the best surprise guests you can ever imagine.
1: The movie is 80% sight
0: gags. And it's sight gags, but it's, it, uh, it, it's also more surprises.
1: And that's not me throwing shade, but, like, you need to pay attention to this movie or you're going to miss something, like, truly funny. Like You know, granted... And we talked about this. Like It had to be a nightmare to get clearance to get all the stuff. They but have
0: the amount of characters. So if you've ever seen um, – what's the name of the video game one with the guy? It's not a Disney one. The guy who goes in the video game system and like – Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph has a lot of license other – you know, he gets hang out with Pac-Man and whoever else. I'm blanking right now all the people in Wreck-It Ralph. But like clearly all the licenses are from like DreamWorks or Warner Brothers or whoever the hell put out that movie. In this case – there are guest stars from Paramount, DreamWorks, Disney, old Hasbro. Like you cannot fathom the amount of like studios they had to get clearance from to do this. And again, we are not gonna spoil that because that's the best part of this movie. This is a kid's story. At heart, this is a kid's story, but what makes it incredible is the 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 jokes that hit for adults are amazing audibly gasped audibly gasped uh, there's no way to say it like the stuff they pulled out here it's just it's almost like the writers just came up with this let's make a movie that there is no fucking way anyone will greenlight and for some reason disney okayed it look i work for verizon one of the top biggest companies in the world what i have to do what i had to do this week just to get the okay to use the word tesla in a press release because i was talking about getting a flat tire in my car, and using the new Mophie compressor to help it. I was just writing a story on accessories. I needed to get so much clearance from so many OEMs. It was insane. And that's for people who we sell their shit, and I should be able to get it pretty easily. I can't imagine the – I had to go through five lawyers to clear this press release I wrote this week. I can't imagine what it took to get sign-off – to include this level of like crossover, this is the real multiverse. Yeah, like amazing, good story too. Yeah. I mean, he's out to like rescue his old rescue rangers. Like the other two are in it. If you're a fan of theirs. they are, uh, they are in there in one f- shape or another. Uh, it, it, you know, the, the the song is brought up many times, like the theme song and the running gag of that. But look, it's like two aging actors on the convention circuit. And that's what the storyline is. And they're trying to get their groove back.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you liked it, we say a lot of cameos, if you remember Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it's like a Roger Rabbit level of cameos. And
0: that's what I think what I've read from most uh, other reviewers is that this is more a sequel to Roger Rabbit than this is a sequel to the Rescue Rangers. I'd agree. Like, this is definitely a a solid foot into this is the closest thing you're going to get to a new roger rabbit which doesn't really hold up these days uh this is a true spiritual successor to who ran roger rabbit and in all the right ways and it's just so good and i can't wait to see i can't wait to see what they do from this i think this did well like everything like critically acclaimed i don't even know if anybody saw in the movies i doubt it made money in the movies but um and they knew it. I mean, they're putting it up against Doctor Strange. I mean, it's – I don't know how many people – parents – I don't know how well kids' movies are doing in the movie theaters right now. Like, knowing that people are still a little concerned about their bringing kids, kids outside. I
1: mean, like, when they put that Trolls movie on in the beginning of the pandemic, it just made a T dollars. On demand. On demand. And, I mean, that's kind of, I think, a better – like – It's hard to bring a kid to a movie theater. And again, I've never brought a kid to a movie theater myself. But as a person who is a theater goer who watches families like trying to deal with the kids in the movie theaters, like, you know, doing it at home might be the move.
0: Yeah. I will will all see what happens with Lightspeed. I'm going to take him. His actual birthday is on the Friday. I'm taking that off. I'll take him to see Lightspeed. We'll see how packed it is for Lightspeed with kids. Yes, like because adults will see light speed. I mean, no way around it. Light year. Why do I keep calling it light speed? Light year. Gotta it's correct good, me. Man. I'm gonna screw that up every time. You'll probably screw it up after you see it. I, okay. I'm I'm so excited for that movie. Like I think that is gonna be Disney's return to kids movies in the theater. I think that's gonna be the end of Pixar's going direct too.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's bound to happen.
0: It's gonna it's gonna make all the money. Like it's just yeah, it looks so good. Uh, but this is a movie. They did put this in the theaters too. Uh, but it's, it's on, it's for free on Disney and it's worth every moment of your time. Absolutely. Hour and a half, very well spent. And, uh, the voice of one of the, do one of the Huey, Dewey and Louis is, is, the voice of Chip or either Chip or Dale.
1: So it's, uh, John Mulaney is Chip and, uh, Andy Sandberg is Dale.
0: So good. Yeah. So good. Uh, you know, rescue Rangers were not on my bucket list of, uh. On my bingo card this year of, of shows to get a reboot. I'm
1: telling you, there is one cameo and you will audibly
0: gasp. And it's early. It's early, and I want to spill it so bad, but I'm not because it is so good. And he returns. It's not even like a one-time thing. You get him throughout the movie. He, like, becomes a part of the show. A character who is not only not only from another brand, another studio, another company, but a rejected character that was, like, hated and destroyed and almost caused an entire series and, and franchise to end is in this movie. I if that doesn't sell you on watching oh Rescue God, Rangers so nothing will nothing will how can the kids reach you?
1: So you can find me across social media on the Twitter, on the Instagram, and on the TikTok at John McGuire RPG. I've been posting a little more because I've been going out a little more. Always have things to promote. If you want to pick up anything from 321 action, go over to Exalted Funeral or check out 321 ActionGames.com. There's a free rule book, there's a free solo adventure, and much more cool stuff happening there. George can the people find you. People can
0: reach me at GLK Creative on Instagram and Twitter. Follow all my adventures of George Talks Tech. If you just click on hashtag GeorgeTalkSec, or go to Verizon.com and find me there. Uh, we're trying to get we get my stuff on a Fios channel.
1: Oh, my God. Remember amazing.
0: how there used to be Fios 1? They oh, my stuff? God. Yeah. Yes, we're trying to find what the equivalent of Fios 1 now is so they could put me and a couple of like the up to speed and interrate stuff on there yeah we'll see if that works out it'll be hilarious if you could turn on and see me um you can uh, do all our stuff is at might all tv.com or back issues we're wherever great podcasts are sold spotify's apples androids um <laughs> definitely check it out definitely rate, rate review and subscribe we hope we keep entertaining you thank you so much take us out everybody remember
1: be nice go outside and have some fun aloha okay, yeah. I'm sick of them.